Hi, everyone. Welcome to Shot Callers, a storied rivals podcast where we sit down with high school football coaches previewing the 2023 season. And today we're in the Muskingum Valley League with the John Glenn Muskies and head coach Matt Edwards is joining the show today. Coach Edwards, really appreciate you taking the time to join us on Shot Callers today. Um, how's your summer going? How are you? Uh, how's the off season? Do you get to take any fun trips this summer, kind of recharge for football season? Yeah, every every summer we try to make a point to take a family vacation. Uh, you know, football season is long season. Seems like the off season is getting shorter and shorter. So um, just like with our, our players, we, we say enjoy enjoy June as much as you possibly can. Um, so my family and I went down to the beach and you know, we had a great seven days and um, come back around the around the first of July. And it's it's basically football season. Yeah, yeah, it's only a couple weeks away. It's pretty crazy. Um, so I, I know there was. T- I want to start with this. I know there was talk, um, I guess, around the area that like that John Glenn might be going back to Muskingum to play their home football games this year. But there was also talk at the same time that you were going to stay at John Glenn High School um, with everything you've been doing there the last couple of years. But where are the Muskies going to be playing their home football games this season? Uh, right now, we're we're staying on our campus. Um, you know, there's there are some plans in the works, you know, as we uh, move through the next couple of years to make some expansions um, to certain aspects of our on site uh, location. And um, as we sit here today, that's that's the plan for the foreseeable future is to, is to stay at John Glenn High School and, um, you know, have our games there. Um, I do, Before we dive into football a little bit with your team this year, I know you're a Muskingum University alum um, and you were a baseball player. there, a pretty good one. Um, and you're, you're fifth all-time in home runs there. You're tied sixth all-time in RBIs. But uh, I, obviously, you're a football guy. But did you ever play football while you were at Muskingum? I did. I actually, uh, one of the reasons I chose Muskingum is um, I had plans of playing both. So my freshman year, I played football uh, under Coach Acock. Um, and then I quickly realized I was a much better baseball player than I was football player. Um, so my final three years, I just kind of concentrated on on baseball and and you know I ended up having a pretty good career. You were three and seven last year, and I know you're a, a big spread offense type of guy. And to, to run the spread, uh, you need some pretty good quarterback play, someone that can easily distribute the ball to all the weapons that you have um, with your skill positions. But what does your QB room look like going into this year? Because I know last year you were kind of rotating through a, a couple different guys at that position. Yeah, um, you know we've got we've got four total in our program right now, nine through twelve, and. Um, the good news is both of the kids that uh, played on Friday night last year are, are both back and, and um, gained very valuable experience um, last year. And then uh, my own son is a sophomore now. He's also a quarterback. And then we have a freshman as well. So, um, you know, right now it's just gonna, it's an open competition. Uh, we've got about you know, 20, 20 some days before uh, we line up week one. And, and between now and then somebody's going to um, someone's going to win the job. Um, and, and like you said, that position is the most important position in sports. And, um, you know, we're going to find a kid who gives us the best chance to win. Uh, so obviously you haven't nailed down a week one starter yet, like you said, but what are your thoughts, I guess, on a, on a two quarterback type system? Cause obviously you ran, you, you had a couple of guys run your offense last year, but there's some people out there that say like two quarterback systems can be great, especially if those two quarterbacks um, have kind of opposite skill sets, but they also gel really well with the offense. So it doesn't matter who's in there. The offense still runs smoothly. But then there's some people who say if you have two quarterbacks, you have none um, just because it, it, can, it sometimes things don't run as smoothly if you're moving guys in and out all the time. Um, what are your thoughts on kind of the two quarterback system and, and how do you navigate that? Because I'm sure it's a, a tough thing to do sometimes. 
Yeah, there's merits to both of those statements. Um, you know, I think the the biggest key for us is our offense will be relatively the same regardless of who the quarterback is. Um, you know, I think their skill sets complement each other um, in terms of what they can do. Uh, so, you know, if we have if we have to play, you know, both of them, um, you know, we will. And, and if one of them separates and, and um, is clearly the better option for us, we'll put them on there. But uh, regardless of, of who wins that job, I think the good news is our offense stays relatively the same. So you mentioned the quarterbacks that you do have coming back this year and four guys that are, are in the mix to to play quarterback for you. But what's the rest of your team look like going into 2023? Because I know you lost some guys up front, um, which obviously that, that's the key to any good football team is is having good play in the trenches. Uh, but what, what do the trenches look like for you this year with the guys you have coming back, other skill positions, and then um, your defense as well? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the exciting part of our football team right now is um, you know, last year's roster, we only had five seniors total. And by the end of the football season, uh, due to a couple of different injuries, we only had three guys that were seniors on the field. So uh, we had a tremendous number of, of underclassmen get some very, very valuable uh, playing time last year. We have great numbers this year in our senior class. We've got 14 seniors, 22 juniors. So, um, you know, our top two classes uh, have great numbers and, and kids who have played a lot of football. So, um, you know, we're really excited about their experiences and, and um you know, we, we feel like our defense is going to be really, really good. Uh, our front seven has has a lot of seniors, um, you know, who played for us as juniors last year. And, you know, early on, especially, we'll rely on that defense to carry us a little bit. Who will John Glenn Faithful be seeing on the field this year that you think will not only, you know, put up good numbers, but will help you contribute to winning football? Yeah, I mean, on, on both sides of the ball, you know, you're talking about guys up front um, and, and we'll have a we'll have a four year starter at one of our guard positions. Um, you know, we'll have a four-year starter at middle linebacker. Um, our tailback from last year, Lincoln Gilcher, played for us as a freshman. Uh, he's now a junior, so, you know, he's got three years of – will be three years of starting under his, under his belt. Um, and, and, again, it's just – it's like that up and down our roster. Um, you know, one of the things that's uh, – the last two years, we've faced some, we've faced some injuries, and, and, and as a result of that, we've, we've been able to play a lot of kids, um, you know, throughout the, the course of those two years. And, and now that they're juniors and seniors – um, you know, they have, they have some very, very valuable experience on Friday night. And, you know, we have almost 30 returning lettermen. So, um, you know, we're excited for our experience. So I guess would you, so last year you were, you were three and seven, but the, if, if you look at your tenure as head coach, and I guess also if you take out 2020, because 2020 was crazy for everybody, like that's the, the first losing season since uh, 2016. So would you kind of say that last year was sort of a, like a retooling kind of year? Like you had a lot of younger guys, not as much experience. Like you said, only three seniors. So it was last year kind of a retool. You get some guys some experience. Now they have a year under their belt and you come back in 2023 and it, you expect to be a much stronger and much more competitive team and, and challenge the, the rest of the schools in the MDL. Yeah, I mean that's that's obviously the truth. When you look, when you re, when you're going through the season, obviously you don't look at things like that. But um, now that the season's over, and you and you sit back and you kind of look at things, and uh, there's no substitute for experience. And and when you end the season with only three seniors on the field, that's that's usually a, a bad omen. Um, you know, our schedule the last few years has been incredibly difficult. Uh, opening up with Fort Fry, who was in the regional finals, Bloom Carroll, who played for a state championship, uh, and then the the MVL was you know last year was as strong as it's it's been in you know, a, a long time. So, um, you know, there were, there's some factors that all kind of played into, um, you know, our season and, and how it transpired. And um, like you mentioned, that was the first time we really uh, faced some adversity uh, win loss wise and since 2016. And 
you know, I think our kids have, have really stepped up this summer and, and accepted that. And, um, you know, we're, we're fully expecting to um, come out this year and, and uh, you know, have a much better season. Uh, so my final question for you, I want to kind of throw something at you. So um, in 2021, the OHSAA, they made a big change to kind of the playoff format um, in each division. So it used to be that only eight teams in each region would make the playoffs. And then in 2020, everyone made the playoffs just because it was a shortened season and how do you determine who makes it and all that stuff. But um, then since since then, 16 teams now make the playoffs in each region. So I guess where do you kind of fall on the discussion of like a playing an extra week of, of football in the playoffs. I think for fan, fans love it, I'm sure. But then there's also people that talk about, you know, I guess the increase in opportunity for other teams versus earning uh, your spot, being one of the top eight teams in the region and expanding it, you make it a little bit easier to make the playoffs. Where do you kind of fall on that spectrum of increasing the opportunity for uh, more student athletes to have a chance to play in a playoff game um, versus, I guess, kind of earning your way there. I mean, you still earn it, but like, it's just a, a little bit easier because more teams make it. Plus it's also, I guess, a revenue driver for, for schools in the state and everything like that. Kind of where do you kind of fall on the expansion of the Ohio high school playoffs over the last couple of years? Well, as I sit here today, I have no desire to ever run for political office, but I'm going to give you probably the most politically correct answer I can give you. Um, you know, obviously the positive of that is there's nothing like playoff football. Um, like you mentioned, you know, my background of, of being a baseball guy, and I was actually a base, head baseball coach before I came to John Glenn. Um, Friday night football and, and playoff football is just special. And, and the more kids, uh, the more communities, the more parents, the more, you know, the entire part of it that can experience that type of atmosphere in, the, in those games, that's a win for everybody. So, you know, mm -hmm. and that everybody gets to experience that is, is truly special. And then on the other side of that, our game is is one of the only ones left that uh, not you don't make the tournament. Um, you know, it was special because, you know, the regular season um, truly mattered a little bit in terms of whether or not you got to play that week 11. And, you know, it was a very lofty goal for a lot of teams around the state to, you know, to be able to be, um, you know, one of those top eight or even before that. I remember obviously when I was when I was in high school, it was top four. So um, it, it still had that special, um, you know, moment that you have to that you have to qualify for and, and like you said still you still have to qualify but obviously you know the number of teams have doubled and, and it's it's a lot easier now than it, than it used to be so um you know i, I still like the fact that not everybody gets in because i think it makes football special uh, it's, i think it might be the only sport in which that's still the case that um you know you've got to earn your way into the postseason and um you know that's that still has that special um feeling about it so you know there's your politically correct answer um you know playoffs are awesome I, i'm glad that uh, you know more kids get to experience it, more communities. Um, and, you know, it also has its uh, specialness that you still have to qualify. No, I, I think that's a perfect answer. I mean, you said politically correct, but I, I do think that is the answer to the question, though. At least I agree with you with what you're saying. But Coach Edwards, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us on Shot Colors here today and chop it up about some John Glenn football for 10 to 15 minutes. I um, really appreciate it. Um, and I'm really looking forward to what you guys do this year in 2023 and uh, best of luck in the MVL. I really appreciate you having me. Uh, this is a really neat thing you got, you're doing. And, uh, you know, Story Rivals continues to be you know, at the forefront of a lot of this stuff. So, um, you know, thanks again. Mm -hmm.